Welcome to Next Law Ignite. I'm Joanne Wakeford. I was delighted to have an opportunity recently to connect with the Association of Corporate Counsel European Chapter President Hans Albers. Hans is leading a 2,500 member chapter through what can only be described as some really fascinating times in the legal profession. In addition to his role with the chapter, Hans is Chief of Staff and Head of Worldwide Legal Ops at Juniper Networks. With the European Annual Conference for the ACC only a few short weeks away, Hans breaks away to share his take on the issues top of mind for in-house counsel across Europe and what attendees can expect at the upcoming conference. Now, late last year, I think it was in October, you took on the role of president of the Association of Corporate Counsel European chapter, which includes mm -hmm. about 2,500 yes. in-house lawyer members across Europe. Now, what would you say, uh, given your mm -hmm. exposure to that group, would be the most pressing issues at hand for law department leaders in that region? I think there are multiple, um, you know, issues and, and discussions that I'm seeing across the board in, in Europe at the, um, the, 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 the law department level, right? I think, you know, there is just generally a lot of disruption in the legal industry, and I think a lot of general counsel and, and their departments are trying to figure out how to deal with the disruption, right? And the disruption can be um, external events like we see in Europe, of course, like Brexit, or all the discussions around data privacy and the risk of, of, of breaches and cybersecurity concerns. So there's a lot of those concerns. Um, and at the same time, I think, you know, law departments are looking at all the disruption in the, in the, in the industry, trying to figure out, well, what do all these new trends mean for us? You know, do I engage with different providers than my traditional law firm? Do I need to use more consulting firms? You know, what about operations? What about all this stuff around technology? Um, you know, talking about AI and blockchain and all these wonderful things that are, uh, are happening in the industry right now. It just leaves a lot of uh, people confused. Uh, and, and some of the GCs that I speak to uh, on a regular basis are just still struggling with fundamental issues, right? I mean, how do I become a trusted advisor? How do I make sure that, you know, my lawyers have a seat at the table, that they get engaged, that they are, uh, you know, involved in the decisions that are happening in the business? So, you know, all of these things are happening, and I think we try from an ACC side to provide them with, you know, content, but most importantly, um, you know, the ability and the, and, the, and the opportunity to network with their peers in the industry and, and find out, you know, what others are doing with all of these uncertainties and, and, and movements in the industry. And it can certainly be a lonely role at the top, can't it? So having that, that peer yeah. network, I think, is really important. Now, the, the ACC has this terrific resource, which, um, uh, which I think is fabulous. It's called the Maturity Model Index, mm -hmm. and it can be used by operational professionals and, and of course, law department right. leaders to ultimately help you chart a path to modernize right. your law department. So where do you see, in terms of, of European law departments, where do you see them falling on this index, and, and where are their primary pain points or challenges? Um. That's a great question, and I think you know, some of the research that we've done um, more globally, not specific on Europe, uh, we may do that, um, shows that you know, very few companies are fully at the mature level, right? It's only, I think it's about 10 or 11% globally. Uh, and I think for Europe, uh, that's probably even, even lower. You see large differences in Europe. You see that certain mature markets like the UK, 
are are ahead of the rest of, of Europe because of the, maybe the influence of the Anglo-Saxon legal system or the connections with the U.S. and the generally higher cost of, of uh, legal work um, has influenced this. So I think, you know, the majority, I would say, are still at the very early beginnings of the maturity index. And, you know, there's certainly a group of very large corporations that are sort of in the middle, right? So they're in the intermediate level. You know, they may have an e-billing solution. They may have a contract management system. Um, but that's probably as far as it's gone. Um, but I do think that in the last six, six to 12 months, I've seen uh, a, a much broader interest in the topic of, of all of this. And, uh, you know, we've started a, a legal operations advisory committee for Europe as well. And, you know, that's, that's gone on a lot of attention and traction and a lot of things are happening in that space where we have some good discussions and, you know, people, um, learn from, from each other. Um, I think, you know, some of the challenges that people are, are looking at, you know, what, what technology do I use? And, you know, I think the message that we give them saying it's not about the technology. It's about the underlying process uh, and, and resource and cost issues that you may have. So you first have to figure out what are my pain points, right? Is it a resource issue? Is it a volume? Is it just a volume of transactions that I need to deal with, you know, in a more efficient way? Do I have a lack of resources? If I'm a high growth company, can I keep up with the growth of the company? Uh, technology may be the solution, but it is never the starting point, right? It's never, you know, oh, let's just buy this, you know, cool new thing and just, you know, that will make my life a lot easier. So, you know, if you have only to it worked that way, right? <laughs> that would be very, very <laughs> that easy. That would be helpful. <laughs> the opposite is true, unfortunately, right? So, you know, you first got to analyze, you know, what is my problem, do a, a proper assessment of that problem, see if there's a process, you know, map the process and improve the process. And then you can figure out whether, you know, there's technology that can help you maybe automate part of the process or, or, or remove some of the, the, the pain points, right? Yeah, and it's it's such a significant investment. I mean, when you think about the, the, the cost for, mm -hmm. for a lot of the legal tech out there that you really yeah. do want to spend the time to to address the underlying issues. That's that's right. uh, absolutely our, our take as well. Now, right. we often talk um, in this podcast about the challenge around demonstrating law department value, and it really resonates for me personally. What advice would you have for in-house counsel today and law department leaders who are really struggling to stay relevant? You know, they, they want to have a seat at the table and ultimately mm -hmm. be viewed as that business enabler as opposed to, you know, the, the, the necessary evil or the department of mm -hmm. no, if you will. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the sort of age-old uh, uh, challenge, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, every lawyer should be conscious of this challenge, especially as you start into you know, maybe your first in-house role or, uh, you know, a new role as a, as a GC at a new company. Um, because what may be logical in one place where legal, you know, is well-established and has a seat at the table and there's no issue, there are still many places, and especially in Europe, I think, still many countries and places where this is not so common. So I think that, it, there's, again, there's no real easy solution, um, but to me, this means you have to you have to work at it, right? You have to uh, 
um, show value. You have to show that you can think in terms of solutions, that you're not the department of no, that you're not the policeman trying to solve, you know, or, or look over everybody's shoulder and, and, and stop the business, but that you actually provide uh, solutions to business problems, right? Uh, and, you know, because, you know, no one is ever sort of looking for a, a, a legal advice. I mean, they're looking for solutions as to, you know, the situation that we're, that they're dealing with. So as a, as a lawyer, as a, as an in-house lawyer, you bring a certain expertise and a certain understanding of the underlying issues and the underlying opportunities uh, and the risks, right? You, you have a unique ability to look at risk from a different perspective than, than other people do, right? Finance people look at risk in a certain way and lawyers look at it in another way, right? And together, you know, the business can form an opinion on that basis. So I think you need to be part of the business. You need to be talking their language. You need to understand you know, what their challenges are and understand where they're going and what they're trying to achieve. So that will take an extra effort. Um, you know, you need to understand what your business does, whether it's selling insurance or software or technology or banking products. You need to understand the issues of your industry, of your business, so that you can actually give um, practical um, solutions-oriented uh, advice and, and help uh, the business to be part of the, the, the uh, solution and, and find a way forward if it's, if it's stuck or find your way out of a investigation or a litigation or a claim or whatever it is, right? So that means you have to be visible, you have to be engaged, you have to be part of the team and you need to make everybody feel like you're part of the team and you're not just a lawyer who's you know, sitting in the corner office, you know, writing long memos with footnotes because nobody cares about those, <laughs> right? So you have to be very pragmatic and, and, you know, and if you get a legal opinion from outside counsel, because that's what you need, you know, translate the, 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 the long memo into five bullet points and say, this is what we're going to do. And this is why, right? Um, nobody wants to have the long-winded uh, advice. Uh, so, you know, that, there's no time for that. Yeah, precisely. In fact, we should argue why why are we getting the five-page memo from the law firm to begin with? But that's probably well, a that's conversation a, that's for, for another a whole day. other that's podcast. That's another day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so now uh, we've, we're just on the verge of, of approaching the ACC Europe Annual Conference, which is scheduled to take place in Edinburgh from May 12th to 14th. Can you preview for us what members and attendees can expect at this year's event? Mm -hmm. Yes, um, the theme of the conference this year is, um, you know, how the lawyer can be a change agent in disruptive times. And, you know, at the beginning I talked about, you know, a lot of disruption in the business and in our industry. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. It's our 25th anniversary. So there has been an evolution in the role of the in-house lawyers over all these years from, you know, what started out to be a basic in-house legal advisor to a more trusted advisor, a trusted business partner, a change agent um, within the business, and that's an ongoing evolution. We will cover in our conference, as usual, uh, three tracks, you know, lead yourself where there's opportunity to think about, you know, uh, how you can develop yourself as an in-house lawyer. There is a, a lead the law track, which is more about, you know, the hard law legal issues where we have, you know, discussions around, you know, the evolution of competition law in Europe. 
um, we'll have a discussion about the legal and ethical issues of artificial intelligence and obviously we cannot avoid um, the Brexit uh, discussion. And then finally, I think, um, you know, there's a track around leading the business where we have a discussion around the, the rise of the legal operations officer, um, you know, what skills are required to innovate and, you know, uh, a discussion about cross-functional leadership and decision-making in times of uncertainty. And I think finally, we have a great keynote speaker to close off with who will talk about the generational issues, challenges and conflicts um, that you may see in your department or in your business. Best of luck to you and in May and uh, throughout the year as well with your additional programming. Thank you so much, Hans, for your time today. Uh, it's much appreciated in your insights and perspectives. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you again. Sounds good. And thanks for the time today, Joanne. And uh, you know, I look forward to see you again soon.